Hey y'all and welcome to the Underground Podcast. How is everybody doing? Let's do like a little mental checkup. Check in on yourself and ask yourself, how are you doing? How are you handling through this up and crazy pandemic that we are still going through? I still can't believe like it's been literally like, what, four or five months now since we've been in this pandemic and we've been just getting the roller coaster of everything. I beg, please, everybody, just stay home. Like, you know, everything just, you know, everything will open back up soon. But please just wear your mask, follow the orders, stay six feet away. I just, I beg, please just do what you're supposed to do because <laughs> I am ready to get out of here. I'm ready to like for certain stores to open up and just, you know, kind of get back into the new norm. And I say the new norm is because everything is not going to go back to normal. Um, we are facing going into gonna go, we're gonna get out of this and facing the new norm. Um, there's a new normal of you know getting out of things that we were so used to having that we're gonna face a new normal of actually being outside, being close together again, and all this type of stuff. So that's why I call it the new norm. But I want to welcome everybody to my first episode of my new series, The Hate That You Give. I named this because if anybody has watched the movie, The Hate That You Give, um, I love that movie. I just feel that I've watched that movie so many times and sometimes it just, it constantly breaks my heart. And that's the only movie I can actually stand to watch it thoroughly. I have not yet seen a couple of other movies, like especially dealing with, you know, um, police brutality and everything else because my heart just can't take it I just can't I'm not really prepared for it but I have seen the hate you give and I remember I went to go watch it the first time it came out by myself I took myself out on a date and um I remember just watching it and just crying of just you know how much hate the world has been given so I just knew that when I was stuck on having a title, I just knew that, you know, I wanted something that resonates to what the world has been, is being given right now. And, um, it just, it's just something that, you know, is still going on, regardless that we've seen, you know, a couple brutal deaths that have been video cams and we're still going through the motions of people still dying after that people being lynched and it just breaks my heart to like really see that continuously so that's why for me when I wanted to stand make a voice for myself I technically I wanted to as soon as it happened especially with George Floyd I wanted to hop on the bandwagon so quickly um and just really say something because I felt so pressured by myself to say something because the world was saying something but my inner thoughts weren't ready to kind of put everything together to kind of share it on this platform so I only try to jab in bits and pieces through um the previous episodes to kind of explain my reasoning and if you haven't seen two episodes before where I was explaining about it and I was telling you guys about how you know I wanted something that you know that resonates with how I truly feel but in a more genuine and realistic way and I've been building this I think since what a couple weeks ago when I first came up with it So 
Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about being black in America. And I just want to share the inner thoughts of like the, the encounterment of everything that is going on in this world, especially um, just the whole pandemic and, you know, us as African-American and the pain and the trauma that we continuously are going through. Um, and within this first episode with following up with the rest of the episodes, I wanted to kind of shed light, but also in the way of like basically um, sharing the disagreements I truly believe in. And I do also believe in how there's a sense of hope in this world. So I do not believe in a way of I definitely disagree on the thought that we cannot that I definitely disagree on the thought of being, you know, just passing this by, you know, just pushing this to the side. And, you know, we've done we've done the fighting for about a month or two weeks or three weeks. And then now it's just time for us to go back to our normal lives. No, <laughs> it is not the time. We got to still continue to fight. I believe like, you know, fighting is tiring. It is so tiring. I truly understand it. And us as black people, we are so tired you know even we you would you would think that you know the amount of killing and the amount of and how they kill us you would think that you know they will serve some type of justice and peace but it doesn't even stop like it just continues to happen and happen and that's why I I had to name this episode being black in America because you know right now being black in America we are dealing with so many emotion as a whole we're dealing with you know how our culture is affected being a it's like a problem towards white supremacy towards people who are who are um basically making us feel less of ourselves and we're basically dealing with the trauma and the mental health that, you know, we're trying to still keep on fighting, but at the same time still deal with the health that we're going through in this pandemic. Still trying to be safe and everything else. But how are the cops who are supposed to save us? And I'm not and I do believe in good cop, bad cop. I don't believe in all cops are bad. I do believe in a good cop and a bad cop. But it's just like how are they the ones supposed to protect us when they're hurting us? That's one. How am I supposed to live in a land that's supposed to be claimed, 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 high, high quotations, free. And we don't live in a world of free. We don't live in a world that we're free to do whatever we want. We're free to do the freedom of speech or anything else. It sounds great in, in the white man's world, but in a black man's world, it's not. We have to be cautious to walk down the street. We have to be cautious that, you know, we can't wear certain type of colors or hoodies or anything else walking past a cop. We have to act civil. Even by, even when we act civil, we act respectable and we follow the procedures, we're still getting killed. I walk down the street or a little brother walking down the street, still getting killed. A person who was just playing with a a toy gun in the... And literally playing with a toy gun in the park. Thought it was a gun. Got killed. And you wonder like, dang, does being black in America feel safe anymore? Does being black in America make you feel free? And it doesn't. I remember 
I don't want to get into it because I'm I'm going to talk about it in my other episodes, but I want to share a brief of it. You know, I remember when I was I came here when I was 3 years old from Africa, from 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 South Africa. And, you know, I I remember like some people were excited for me, but I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going somewhere else." But when I got here, I really felt like I was not that excited. I don't think I was excited to be in a country like this. I really, I didn't know what to expect. It was like I was in, in an unknown world. Like everything was so new to me. And plus I was young too. So it's like, you know, everything was just kind of correlating everything. I feel like I really had my, I had my instincts on knowing that, you know, everything was very much fresh to me like you you know when you go into college everything is kind of fresh to you new things you're by yourself you're living by yourself you're feeding yourself you know you got to get up for class by yourself you know your mama and your daddy don't have an alarm card for you everything was fresh to me and I've never been big on politics my whole entire life I've never been big on politics and I just remember the down the downfall of when I started seeing Trayvon Martin and I just started seeing all these things that were happening to us black people, I'm like, so do we live in a land of free? Like, is this what I came here for? Is this what I struggled for? Is this what, no, is this what my parents struggled for to get me here? Because if so, just take me back. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just take me back. Because we live in a world where it's just like, you know, I've seen the ins and outs. I've seen what I've kind of seen within my generation, I've seen more so of me being an African woman. I have to fight for more. You know, I have to demand more. I have to be able to put myself in a prediction, in, in a place where it's just like, you know, I am seen, I am heard. You know, we have to work twice as hard as a black woman to get to where we want to get to, to be successful, to be able to be next to that white woman who is basically has the easy access. She was able to go through an Ivy League school without anybody bobbing and weaving their heads like, yo, what is she up to? What is she doing? What she got on? You know, she she too ghetto. She too this. Is this what being black in America is supposed to be about? You know, that every minute I had to watch my back? I'll give y'all a scenario. I don't, like, I've been waking up for the past three days around five o'clock in the morning. The first day I woke up, I woke up at five and I looked outside and I was like, it's dark. I'm not walking outside. And the reason why is because I'm in a new neighborhood and, you know, it's full of, of course, Caucasian white people around here. And I'm, I'm really new to it. And I was just like, you know, I'm scared to walk outside. And I'm like, job, like in my head, like I talk to myself because I'm trying to question myself on why I think I have to ask myself, like, what are you really thinking about? Like, what is it that is troubling you about it? So, of course, I'm like, I'm in a new area. First of all, the world is in a pandemic. (laughs) Third, I, I just don't want people looking at me sideways like I'm interrupting or I'm going through their neighborhoods like, you know, just that that fear in my heart that I was planting for myself. And I looked outside and I was like, it's dark. I'm not I'm not going outside. And if any and it's like for me, I've always had a fear of like, you know, if I'm working out, I don't want I work. I'd rather work inside in a when it's dark than working outside. I 
I feel like some people do that. Some people don't. People are a morning person. People are a night person. People are a midday person. It depends on how your schedule is. But for me, I know like some people will kind of run in the dark to clear their head. I, I did that once before, but I made sure... I was back before the street lights were off, like made sure, like when I saw that start getting dark, I started running back because I just get scared of my life just being able to walk alone. And I, I, and I just watch out for my life because I just never know what's coming for me side to side. My head is always bobbing and weaving back behind my head because I hate when people either stand over me or are behind me and are really, really close. I hate slow cars running behind me. It's happened to me numerous of times, me walking people slowing down people looking at me or people coming right behind me and I that is my biggest pet peeve like literally biggest pet peeve but it just you know the past three days when I you know the first day and I looked outside I I felt this fear inside of me and I'm just like you know the color of my skin and I'm in a new neighborhood I don't know what to expect I don't know whose head is going to turn. I don't know if somebody's going to come close to me. And, you know, I, I, I built all this fear in myself and I had to tell myself to stop. You know, I built this negativity wall towards me. I was like, you have to stop. You know, you live in this world too. You belong in this world. And it goes out to all my black people too, is that you belong in this world too. Regardless of how the world or the white man's world portrays you to be. You belong in this world. You have a freedom of speech. You can say what you need to say. Educational purpose, use that, utilize that. The resources that we have, read about it. You know what I mean? Like, we have so much resources. I believe history book was so, like, vague. <laughs> vague about the slaves, vague about the history, vague about the important people. No, we have to learn how to educate ourselves more when it comes to exploring our blackness, especially for us millennials too. It it doesn't take, it's not only, basically it's not only Twitter and social media that we can rely our knowledge on. It takes more so of reading things in the history book, reading things in more so of autobiographies, um, black authors and everything else that they put those knowledge in the, in those books where they know that the history book will never probably never even add a text or even a sentence of it in their history books that's why old textbooks are still never updated until what 1998 2003 2007 2005 never updated because they never want to update our history our history is so important Black history is so important. It goes way beyond history books. That's why for me, I always, I'm against history. I'm against history books. Like, I'm against it. I'd rather read autobiographies. I'd rather read black authors because I know that the knowledge that they have is what's educating me more about my blackness. It's educating me more than slaves just being a sl um being than black people just being a slave and talking about the slave trade and everything else. Not not against it. That saying it is not important. But that's just the peak of the iceberg. I need the whole thing. I need the river. I need beneath the river. I need beneath the surface. I need all of it. I need the sand and everything else to understand. You know the knowledge of who. I am as a black person. It's just like also Africa. 
Oh my goodness, I used to get so mad when I was younger about the way they portrayed Africa. And if anybody knew, oh, you're you're African, you're African, oh, where are you from and everything else, I'm like, I was, um, I'm from South Africa. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, one of my friends was there and all this type of stuff. And, you know, they start asking me all this, like, you know, little questions about, like, basically the safari life and, you know, like, people who live in, you know, basically they're they're describing <laughs> mostly like in East Africa or in Ghana and stuff like that, what they really portray. Nothing against people who live there because I have p- families and um, people who are from Ghana. Nothing against them. But, you know, they kind of portray that life and the huts and the safaris and everything else. And I'm just like, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, please learn past your history. Don't just look upon what people have shown you or what people basically tell you or what they tell you in the history books because Africa is way beyond that. Africa is a continent. I had to correct myself. No, my cousin had to correct me one day. I was like, Africa is a continent. Continent. You know what I mean? Like when people say, oh yeah, I'm African. Some people will be like, no, I'm, I'm Nigerian or, you know, I'm for, I'm South African. You know, like you, you, you say those things because it's like Africa is a continent. You know, you have so many countries in Africa, you know, there's but so many. You have to be able to label yourself from who you are and be proud of it and actually tell your history. For me, I love Nigerians. I, I simply love, love Nigerians. I guess it's because I have friends from Nigeria and basically I've been surrounding them since I was in like middle school and I've learned about a little bit inches and inches about their culture that anybody who can tell me like oh Nigerians are this Nigerians are that I'm like I don't know what Nigerians y'all be talking to but my Nigerian friends are cool (laughs) you know what I mean like my Nigerian friends are cool like you have to learn about your history you have to learn about who you are in that history for me I haven't been to South Africa I haven't been to Zambia since I was three I do plan in the hopes of the future soon when all this pandemic slows down and everything else to go back and learn about my history because it's part of who I am. It's part of what nurtures in me. It's part of what I'm established with. So it's just more so like, you know, when I think about being black in America, I have to know how great I am to be able to share that to the world. You know, they make, they depict um, being black as a as a like you know as a disease like we we don't matter and everything else and that's why we're raising the stakes and we're raising the bar to continue to educate ourselves to continue to protest please arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor I will forever preach that if I have to tattoo it on me I will because they need to kill they need to arrest the cops like they need to be able to we need justice with that you know so that's why the pressure for us to Make sure that we have that justice. We know our history. We teach people our history who don't know about it. It's so important. It is so important. And I feel like that's why it's figuring, like for me, I didn't know much about how important being black in America is. I didn't know it until it starts hitting me 
and so it started hitting me a few years ago. And then it started hitting me when I went to HBCU of how black women, different kinds in my HBCU, I started seeing other HBCUs, profound, working hard, you know, building excellence for themselves. And it just encouraged me so much to learn more about my history. It encouraged me so much to know that I want to go back to Africa. I want to go back to South Africa, <laughs> technically, South Africa, and learn more about my history. I want to go back to Zambia, where I was born, to learn more about my history and the stakes that had the stakes and everything else. Because who I am as a person is where I was established, where I was born and everything else and who I am building as a woman now, as a black woman, be able to share and inspire the world to to search for their history, to look into that, to acknowledge that, to educate yourself on that. It's so important. It's so important. And one thing I've also, I want to encourage everybody, especially millennials right now that are facing you know, so many emotions right now and, you know, probably jobless or feeling hopeless or feeling like, you know, everything is just tearing apart or anything did not go as great. You got this. You got this. You you will succeed. You will manifest. You will prosper. You will you will get through it. Because I know I'm in that um, predicament. I'm not ready to share it. I'm in that predicament of, you know, going through the phases of that transition. And also dealing with being a black woman in America. Watching myself everywhere I go now. Because I don't know what to expect. I don't know, what's, I don't know what my head is going to turn. Because I, the land of free is making me feel unsafe. I'm, I feel unsafe in neighborhoods because I had people looking at me sideways. Let me tell y'all this. Like, I've, for the past, like, couple of weeks, I've had Caucasian women looking at me, <laughs> literally looking at me, and I feel so uncomfortable. I look right back at them. I'm like, okay, you know, for me, I would want to act black. I would want to, you know, you, you like, if any, if any girl knows me, when somebody looks at you funny, you just be looking like, okay, what's up? Like, what's good? What you, what you want? You know, but, <laughs> um, for me, I just look back and I'm just like, okay, hi. Like, you know, like just smile and keep it pushing because I don't want to create no problem because I don't know if that's what you're trying to create. I just kind of base off of your energy. And they look at me and they're like, I like your hair so much. And I'm like, thank you. Like, you know what I mean? And then some people will throw their remarks of, I wish I could do that to my hair. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, because I don't know what to say about that. I don't know if you trying to create a conversation if you're trying to be funny with it but I don't think into it because I'm just thinking like if you're gonna throw me a compliment then okay I'm gonna gracefully say thank you and keep it pushing but when you add it on to you know I wish I could do that to my hair sis we're not on that level yet but you, you we're just not on that level but you know I don't want to judge I don't want to give the hate that I'm being given to other people especially women who are you know as far as in like just Caucasian women, I don't want to, I, I don't believe all white people are racist. I do not believe all white people are racist because I feel like some black, I did have some people who I talked to who are Caucasian women 
who are nice, who love black people, who talk about it, who are very open with conversation about it. So I don't believe it at all. But for me, it catches me off guard when like some women just really dead look at me and wait and then say something to me to act like they're not really just looking at me, just admiring something like they've never seen this before in their lives. So I've been experiencing that a lot and I find it quite really weird. But the whole point of it is more so of like, you know, being black is just, you know, it's an honor. It's an honor. Like, that's one thing I'm learning and I'm affirming that to myself and I'm sharing that to you guys too. Being black is an honor. Being black is brilliant. Being black is excellence. And for my millennials, I encourage y'all to use that, to take that power and utilize it and use your resources and utilize it and go out there and impact and inspire the world. Do not let this defeat you, especially to my black men. I like do not let I love my black men, y'all. I love y'all to death. Do not let this defeat you or make you feel unsafe. I understand the pandemic and I understand the crisis that we are all facing right now, but do not lose out on the fight. Do not lose out on the resources that are being provided right now that are being handled for free, for free, okay, for free, okay? We're being handled um, resources, free books, um, and people who are making donations to books. Utilize that and inform yourself with, in, um, dang, <laughs> I was losing my train of thought. Um, Fuel yourself with information and educate yourself, and if not, ask questions, you know, now, don't only seek out on Instagram and social media and everything else, because I promise you those are not only your answers. You know, use your grandparents, you know, talk to people that you you have open conversations, figure out solutions, you know, start to speak up on things. And if you if you feel like you're ready to share, share it. You know, you might be putting on people onto something. Don't be selfish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some black people, y'all are selfish sometimes. <laughs> but don't be selfish. Um, I just say this is because, you know, being black, you know, it's just like there's so much hate going on in the world. And that's why I named it the hate you give. It's because there's so much hate going on in the world that sometimes I just want to be able to share that being black is beautiful. Being black is an honor. Being black is everything that, you know, the white man can't be able to do. They can't copy our, they try to copy our culture, but they can't be it. They try to copy our hairstyles, but they can't be it. They didn't create it. We know how to rock everything. We know how to bring that flavor, that style, that, you know, that different, you know, it's just very different. <laughs> um, that energy, that good soul, good food, good, good music, good feeling, good vibes, good encouragement. You know, it, it's just that good feeling that we have as black people that I want, even during this time, even if we don't live in a land of a quote unquote free, honor your blackness, honor it so much. Because, you know, in this time period, it makes us feel like we are the victim, we are, which we are, um, we are useless in this world when we're not, when we keep fighting, when we keep projecting ourselves when we keep we keep analyzing and pr analyzing and putting that pressure point hitting that pressure point in every single state to make a change to to create a new reform 
to put those guns away, to have a new procedure for the police to enter in a house or step to a black man or a woman. We got to keep that going. We got to keep we got to put the we got to put the pressure on them for them to change it. For, for for us to seek justice, for us to be able to live in the so-called quote-unquote land of free. It just breaks my heart. I can't even, you know, um I was watching Jada Pickett's um Red Table Talk and I love her her table talk y'all. Like if anybody doesn't watch Jada Pickett, I feel like you should watch it, especially the one for Father's Day with Will Smith. I feel like that is just oh my goodness gracious, that was really good. Um I was read I was like literally watching little clips of it and I literally she the beginning started off with George Floyd and the video and I just could not watch it. I just turned it off. I was like, I cannot watch it. And I've been doing that lately with a couple of um a couple of movies or videos or anything else where it's just like I can't watch it. Like I could not watch the whole thing of Ahmad Aubrey's videos. I could not watch it. I I could not really bear like even think about it. I can hear the voice but I couldn't think I couldn't hear like I couldn't see it. Cause it breaks my heart. It it just makes me feel of it makes me think about my brother. It makes me think about my cousins and them crying out for help. Like I will go crazy. Like <laughs> they might as well take me too. Cause I will go crazy. I don't play when it comes to my cousins and my brother. Like I don't play. I'm very overprotective. So it's just more so of it just breaks my heart. But when I read you know, the information and I, I'm I'm seeing people protesting and I'm seeing people, you know, just speaking up and saying something and sharing their knowledge, especially millennials. I I really give it up to us because we are still in there fighting, like still in there. And I feel like don't give up. Do not give up. Do I know it's tiring, but I, I promise you that you know this is not gonna end until we hit that pressure point. Of them saying, I'm tired of seeing all of this. I'm going to do what it said. I'm going to arrest the cops. I'm going to create a new reform. I'm going to create a new system. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to build it. Because we're tired of being delayed. Because being delayed too long is basically telling us that we are denied. And I'm tired of being delayed. I want justice. I want acceptance. I want us to feel accepted. I don't want denied. I want that new reform. Y'all are able to sign all this little orders and, you know, new reforms and everything else. Make a new reform for us. We're tired. So tired. But in the process to all of my black people right now, don't forget that being black is an honor and it is excellence. That's what they're intimidated by. That's what they're afraid of seeing more of. That's what they're they're tired of seeing. You know, they want to see the other person in the room, a white man's person in the room. When they see a black man's person, they're intimidated. They're intimidated by our blackness and what we have to offer, what we can enhance in their company. What we take a knowledge and we can basically add our own to it. We're in addition to it. We can enhance something. We can build new businesses, um, enhance the political system. They're intimidated by that. Intimidated. That's why 
it always a daily reminder of being black is an honor and excellent. And that's what they're afraid of seeing more of in this country. So that's why I'm saying to all my future leaders, my lawyers, my doctors, my nurses, my um, anybody in the artist business, dancers, models, designers, activists. Don't be afraid to use your blackness as a tool. And don't be, use it as a tool to inspire and impact other people. And continue to fight. The war is not over. We still, we, we, we like still at the tip of the iceberg. We still kind of melting down. They try to give us a little bit of justice to kind of say, okay, yeah, you know, we arrested those cops and everything else. We still not done. We still not done. <laughs> you thought we were done? No, 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 no. We not, we not done, okay? We not done. No matter how many cops you arrest, you're going to continue to do it. So what we need you to do is create a new reform. And what we need you to do is create a new procedure for the police. We have to keep on fighting to hit those pressure points. We have to keep on fighting for that to change. I don't care how tired they get. I don't care how sickening they tired of hearing, you know, all black matters. I don't care. What I care for is having justice. What I care for is our black people feeling safe in America that you claim it to be. That you claim to be. So we at war. We still at war. There's so much work to do. But also at the same time, you know, I speak on all of this. But also at the same time, take care of your mental health. It's so important. Sometimes it's okay to just take a break. (laughs) Take a break from it all. Take a break. I know sometimes it affects me um, to the core where it's like I can't even get on social media anymore. It's okay to take a break. But just know that it is so important to keep this fight. (laughs) To keep this fight. So that's all I have for you guys in episode one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you guys in my next episode. And if you are listening, please, please, please start sharing. Please rate this podcast. Please leave a comment. Please share with your friends and your poppy, your mommy, your grandmommy, anybody who is eager to listening. Please listen. And I'll see you guys in my next video. I mean, my next, my next episode. Bye, guys.